And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to episode nine, seven, three of Down to Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $3.99 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And also go to shopgoodokc.com backslash down to dunk for some merch. Sunday is the last day to pre-order the new shirts. I am Luke! Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Notation today. Notation. So the sad. grind. He's on the grind, man. He can't. He can't break away. Nose to the grindstone. Just like the Thunder had their nose to the grindstone. Back-to-back games. They got just pummeled in the first game of their back-to-back in Dallas. Which I thought, knowing that Luka wasn't going to play, I thought they're for sure going to win this game in Dallas. And they did not. They maybe played Didn't their worst score game. 85 points. Yeah. That was maybe one. I mean, that was maybe their second or their worst game of the season. It was very, very bad. Uh, and then they bounce back as they do against the Spurs, and essentially Shea was just completely unguardable last night, and he got whatever he wanted. He hit this three that Patty Mills was in his airspace, hand up. I don't even know how he got the shot off, let alone made it. It was just completely sick. Just a sick shot. I just cannot believe it. Uh, but he was he was spectacular last night. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear to this point. Like Shea's development, I think he's borderline. And I wonder, like, if uh, and I haven't heard anything about this, and so I may be speaking out of of ignorance. But you know, if Kawhi isn't well enough to make the All Star team, like. <clears throat> How long down the list do you have to look before you find Shea at that? Because he's playing, it's he's playing at an all-star level. I think if this Thunder team was in the mix a little bit more, I think that he would have gotten a, a lot more push to be a part of the team because he's just playing at a level that is uh, clearly elite, um, which is which is complicated for Thunder fans. But I think there's are moments where you can just kind of sit back and enjoy what you're watching. Cause I, that, that three was, I mean, that's a big time playing player shot, right? Like that's yeah. the kind of thing you're looking at for these guys that are uh, elite level, all-star superstar kind of thing. Cause he, I mean, it was clutch. It was contested. 
and it was confident. And it's all the things that you're looking for when you're looking for kind of that guy going forward. So, and it, like I said, it does complicate a little bit about what the Thunder want to do in some sense, but knowing that you at least have one um, of these kind of level of guys that you can start to build toward, uh, it just makes this season and maybe even next season a little bit more like, okay, well, how do you navigate this to get the second superstar, which is what they need? Yeah. Yeah. And they keep, I mean, bringing Ty Jerome into the mix has been interesting as well because they've just started to find and develop lots of different kinds of players that really we haven't had a whole lot of these kind of guys in Oklahoma City in the past, which is just funny that it's just a year that they just find everybody. And and maybe that's not fair. Maybe it's not fair that they haven't had these type of guys. They haven't played the a style of play that lends itself to help these type of guys be good. If that makes sense. No, it's been too. I think I think what you're alluding to is it's been too top heavy, uh, where everybody else basically you have to know your specific role. And a lot of times, what that is is, you know, stay in the three point line or set a screen for me. Yeah. And which is fine. There was, they had tons of success and there's a chance that the Thunder might default back that di- direction a little bit um, because superstars do that. That's I mean, you can't look at one team. I think the Warriors are the outliers of that. Um, but they even had moments where that's what they went back to. Um, so but having and, and that's why they're having success uh, is the fact that they are just everybody's moving the ball because you even look at most of these. I mean, obviously Shea is leading the team in scoring and, and on a nightly basis, but you look, maybe I was thinking more of the Dallas game, but as I slowly pull up the stats from last night is if you look at the scoring distribution and the shot distribution, like, I mean, it took 19 on, shots. Man. I mean, that's not a ton of shots. Yeah. And you look at, but you, I mean, you know, Muscala had 18, which he's been, Really good. He's <laughs> like, good. Thirteen like, for, for Mus- Muscala yeah. had eight, eighteen points. Oh, eighteen points. Yeah. But then you're starting. If you're starting five, and Roby scored twelve. Dort scored fifteen. Basley scored eleven. Teo scored seven. Like it just kind of, it's pretty evenly distributed after you look past Shea. Yeah. Um, and it know. has it's to be. Been, if they're gonna win. It has to be. Right, equally distributed because they don't have a second guy on this squad. There's not a, a second player, so they have to move the ball. They have to find the right shot. With, I mean, with other teams, even with Westbrook and Paul George, it was like, okay, well, there's 65 points to start the game. <laughs> you know, let's we don't have that much more to go to get there. Uh, right, and with this team, it's okay. We've got 20 to 25 with Shea. Like, where else are we getting it? And they have to move the ball. They have to, to win. And they do, to their credit. They do it. So this wraps up the first half of the season. Um, So as you look back at this team, they're 15 and 21 to finish this first half. And they still sit in that bottom tier. Uh, It changes nightly. And and it's just one of those things that it will probably continue to do so. Um, They are... According, this is basketball reference, but if you look at their offensive rating, they're 30th. Is that what you see as well? Is that correct? Yeah. Let me see what it is on um, NBA.com because they calculate them differently, which 
It's confusing. It's nice and confusing. Yeah. And then as far as defensive rating based on basketball reference, they're they're at a 109.9, which is seventh, um, which is the which is really the uh, statistic that has leapt for this team um, over the course of this year yeah. for a net rating of negative 5.5, 26 out of 30. So their expected win loss to this point is 12 and 24. And so it's it's pretty clear they're outplaying expectations, uh, yeah. which is surprising. And, you know, for what you want from a team, as far as the way they perform, it's, it's something that's been really encouraging about this team. I think that obviously, like I said, there's some long-term question marks, but luckily Houston is a giant garbage pile. And so that's <laughs> going to help us at least have more odds to get in that top, uh, that five through 10 range. And, yeah. and the Thunder's pick, that's what we were talking before the podcast. Like the Pelicans, the year that they got Zion had the seventh best odds to get to the one pick uh, or seventh worst or whatever you want to call it. The year that the Thunder drafted Kevin Durant, they were uh, up around that, that spot too, and jumped up to number two. And so, just because they they may not finish with the worst record or in the top three doesn't guarantee them anything. That's the kind of joy and terror of the lottery um, mm-hmm. is is it doesn't you can't it's not like the NFL where you just lose the most and you get the guaranteed first pick. Yeah. Uh, but instead, what it is, is everybody has a shot. And so, I mean, you should already have a little bit of a pit in your stomach for nervousness about uh, the lottery. If it's not already there for you, you're not looking at tankathon.com enough. Right. Get, get it ready. That day is going to be just horrible. It I will mean, be horrible. Just like dread, just like the anticipation, but like dreading, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty bad. I'll be doing a lot of pacing that day. Yeah. A lot of pacing. <laughs> Just constant pacing. Uh, yeah, according to NBA.com, they do have the worst offense in the league. 104.2. Uh, worse than, than Cleveland's. And then defense is 10th, and which puts them at 27th in net rating. Negative 5.7. So, they're I mean, they're outperforming their net rating, which net rating is usually a really good indicator of, of who you are especially after this kind of sample size. I mean, they played 36 games and they're 27th in net rating. They're what's, what's kind of crazy. And it's kind of funny is that they're in this spot where you can make whatever argument you want about who this team is. Right. <laughs> right. Like you can, you can argue, Oh, this team is pretty good or they're too good. Like, sure. They're six games below 500. Cool. That's not, Newsflash, that's not good. <laughs> like, that's not a good team. But they're also not as bad as some of the other teams in the league with regards to record. And so you feel like they're too good. And they're just kind of, they're they're definitely not good. They're in the mediocre, they're in the bottom rung of mediocre, basically. When you're in this like eight, nine range, you're in the bottom rung of mediocre. And that is just a ticket to no man's land, really. So if if you like wonder why we would want this team to be worse, is because you either want to be at the you either want to be at the top or the bottom. Sticking around in the middle is not is not ideal. Yeah, that's what I think about. Is like, do would I want to watch this season on repeat? 
for the next five years. Yeah, you want to watch this team, this team again and next just, year? And then just add guys that don't don't make a difference and yeah. aren't going to affect, you know, these these ratings aren't going to affect the win-loss record. Do you want to do that for the next, you know, five to ten years? Yeah. The answer, I think, if you search your heart of hearts, <laughs> is a resounding no. It should be no. You want them to get better and just you know um i and i think that you just we need to add great picks from the draft to do that yep and so um and so that that's where i am you know it it uh you just have to look and be realistic like watching this for five years would be um a bummer yeah you know it would to be um i I don't want to the kings ask the kings how it feels to be a kings fan or like the the knicks where like they are acting like they are celebrating like they've won a championship for having a 500 record yeah um so i don't i don't want that to be us especially when we've had such success for such a long time to have that same amount of time to just be you know bottom rung of mediocre yeah is not is not what we want and cannot be what the thunder as an organization want right now to be fair to Knicks fans is being one game over 500 gives you a really good shot to be uh have home court advantage in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs this <laughs> right year. that gets you the first so to be fair <laughs> yeah that's just that's so sad if just, you're if you're in the East, you're in it. Yeah, but just to just to have been down for so long that like any sign of being, you know, competent, competent, and you're just like out there in the streets of New York City flipping cars and like just, <laughs> just behaving and right. But I will say this: the thing that's exciting as a Thunder fan is. Number one, there's two things working in their benefit heading towards the trade deadline in the sense of number one is the play-in game makes it to where there are teams that long for that playoff opportunity. Yeah. And so this just gives more chances for those people to kind of go after it. So even if you feel like you're out of it, I mean, and in the East, speaking specifically, like the... Orlando Magic are the second worst team in the East right now, and they're four games out of the eight seed, which means they're roughly around that or five or so to get into the play on playing game. Yeah. Was this for me, that makes it far more and then and then in the East as well, as there is such a just pile of people in that kind of uh mediocre as far as record range. Now in the West it gets a little more complicated, but even if you go to the the Golden State Warriors who are in the nine seed there. They're 19 and 18. So it's not, it's, it is, I mean, obviously they would be the five or the four or five in the East. But for me is there's enough teams that feel like they can go after at least a playoff run that it's, it's going to, or it seems like it's going to increase the amount of buyers on the market heading towards the trade deadline. Do you think that's fair or is there kind of an uncertainty about that? I think there is an uncertainty about it. Uh, I think that, there's just going to have to be teams that one really care about this season. Uh, and there will be, there will be teams that care about this season. Uh, 
But I just wonder who who that's going to be. I just wonder who is looking at this season and thinking this means a lot to us because we just have to remember that this is such a weird year with regards to everything and everything the league is going through and everything these teams are going through is 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 so different and so strange, even though they're trying to pretend that it's not. Uh, I just I don't I just don't have a good feel for it. I would guess that George Hill gets traded. I think there would be a my um a market a market for Mike Muscala because he's been such a good shooter and people need big big guys that can shoot off the bench. Who would be great? I don't think it's impossible that Horford gets dealt. Uh, I really don't. I'd be a little surprised. There's just a limited number of teams that could do it. The New York Knicks are one of them. I mean, the New York Knicks have been kicking the tires on a lot of big guys. And so I just, I wonder if Horford would be one that they would, because he would make them even more solid. So I I don't know. Well, Muscala Muscala is an, I mean, we mentioned this, but Muscala is an expiring contract. George Hill's an expiring contract. Trevor Ariza is an expiring contract. George Hill's got another year next year. Who does? Hill. Oh, I was looking at salaries. I thought this morning I didn't see that. So that is my, my, my error. I th- I do th- I do think that they will make trades. And yeah, he's Thunder, got another one, my bad. The Thunder are one of the only teams that are for sure wanting to sell off parts. And if teams want to get better, the Thunder have guys that can help them get better. And there's a price I mean there's a price tag on everybody. They're not I mean Hamadou Diallo is an expiring contract. Yeah. I and mean, what do they want to do with him? Like what does his deal look like? for next year and do they want to pay him i mean traditionally sam has either already paid somebody or he trades them so i just wonder about yeah. mommy uh, and maybe they maybe this is unconventional and they do go to free agency and negotiate with him and bring him back but i mean there would just there would be very few things that would surprise me at the deadline uh anybody i mean shay and dort and Maladon and Baisley to an extent. I mean, like those are the and guys that would be surprised and Poku, of course. Those are the guys I would be surprised about, but anybody else, I think they they have a price tag. It's on the table. If somebody calls, you know, I think I think the Thunder pick up and I think that they, they make deals. I trust them to make deals and I trust them to make good deals. You yeah. Know? I yeah. don't think they're going to make a bad deal. Then just just make a deal. Like if it's going to be something, it's going to be something that benefits us. Oh yeah. And so I'm, but I want them to. It would be great. <laughs> I do too. Would I like so them to make it work? So, yes, I do too. So is there? And there's a. I'm sorry. There is a Twitter question about this, but is there a place where the Thunder? I maybe stop. I I don't know Sam his mindset as far of this as far as this, but. Is there a place where he does get a little more lenient on what he asks for in return for somebody to get off of this roster? Like, not in the sense that, like, hey, we're going to pay somebody to take Al Horford, but if somebody goes back to Al and they make it a pretty neutral move or, you know, or they throw in a second that's probably going to be a late second or whatever, does that make you – you think Sam would pull the trigger on something like that or is he going to wait and, like, with Al, this is not that big of a deal for him to get it? 
um, right now or whatever. I, I don't, I mean, I don't have a good feel for that. <clears throat> to be honest, if it were me, yeah, I, I think the benefit of giving yourself better odds this year is, is better than a lot of assets you could get back. At least just becoming a bottom five team and having the chance to have two picks in the top five, that could be franchise changing. I mean, it honestly could. There's enough of those guys in that top five that are good that you could talk yourself into Shea paired with any combination of those guys would be such a huge upgrade for your roster that I don't know that a the 21st pick or whatever you're going to get for Al Horford is even worth it, you know, to wait on. Yeah, so we're less than three weeks out from the the trade deadline. The Thunder will come back out of the All-Star break, and they'll have uh, two, four, six, eight games uh, before the trade deadline. So they'll play the Hawks, the Rockets. It's, I mean, depending on your goal, they have the Timberwolves, they've got the Hawks, they've got the Rockets, they've got the Bulls. They play the Grizzlies a couple times, the Mavericks and the Knicks. Uh, I think – it's, it's cake, crazy. That, it's and a cakewalk. What'd you say? It's a cakewalk to the yeah. to the trade deadline. It really is. Yeah, and I, I think the Grizzlies win both of those. Like, if I was just guessing, although I've already tried to do this and failed miserably and now owe Taylor <laughs> some sort of ridiculous bet. But <laughs> the Knicks, obviously, the Hawks, who knows what you're going to get with them. Uh, I don't know how close Bogdanovich is to being back. He's close. I mean, obviously, the Wolves. Yeah. The Wolves, the, 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 the Rockets, like Christian Wood changes. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't But know. what I do know is, is looking at this team, if you traded Mike Muscala, you immediately improve your odds, which is insane to think about. It's a very funny but without Mike, yeah. But if you substitute Mike Muscala's minutes for either more Roby, yeah. which is fine. Like Roby's been fun, like, I don't want to get back into our argument. Uh, but really what changes the game is if you switch Muscala's minutes for Moses, more Moses Brown minutes whenever he comes back from the G League, which is like a week and a half away or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to get more Poku minutes, which is who knows what that's going to ultimately mean as far as what this team looks like. But if you're trading fun. George Hill, who's more not fun, who has it will be fun. Funny. George Hill hasn't played obviously in three or four weeks, but you start, you start shortening up your bench a little bit. It's going to limit the amount of guys that get minutes. Like Muscala has been enormous for this team. He He was really, really good last night. And he's he's been too good, honestly. He's he's been way too good. He's he's taken enough from this franchise already, taking away that Sixers pick. <laughs> so he was, I guess it was the Thunder's own pick, but he's he has taken too much away from us. And he it's funny because he knows it. He was he was upset when he heard that that sh- that his shot in the bubble went down. When somebody told him that it cost the Thunder their pick, he was he was like, "Oh no!" He said, "He's like, I wish someone would have told me." Which that pick probably would have just been. I mean, they just probably package it together to get Poku still or something, or they could use well, the they, Lakers. They end pick up for with some. They end up with somebody additionally. Yeah, because they had. I mean, whether they keep the twenty fifth pick or the twenty first pick, I mean, maybe they get Emmanuel quickly. You know, 
He's maybe kind or of Tyrese Maxey. Uh, I can't even think about that. I'm a big Tyrese Maxey. Don't think guy. about it until you see Poku back after he got his legs underneath him in the G League. We could have both. We could have both. True. True, true, true. Thanks Any other thoughts there. on this first half of the season for you guys, L-Man? Um, I have thoughts about the uh, – no, not about the first half of the season. I have thoughts about the All-Star game, though. All right, man. Let's hear it. You can deep, you can, you can deep dive me. Let's do want. it. Let's, let's go. Let's go deep. The thing I love about the All-Star weekend is that the way that, that now the teams are selected is we're taking – you know the best of the best of the players in the league and we are bullying the worst of them <laughs> by the way that they have they pick them like you know dodgeball at recess yeah, and yeah. so at the end it's two guys and it's like oh no we gotta pick one of these two yeah. and these are the best players in the world you know like these are the all-stars yeah. I, I think that's so so funny but then also LeBron said something um, that was just 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 he, he prefaced it with saying, you know, I, I'm not trying to slander these people. He said, there's no slander to the Utah Jazz. You guys got to understand, just like with video games growing up, we never played with Utah Jazz. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton was, we never picked those guys. I think that's just a rude statement, one. <laughs> but I also don't think that's right. Remember when, like, the NBA Jam, when you could be, two, you only had two players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malone and Stockton was like, I picked them. Or did you? Did you ever? I mean, they were not at the top of my list or anywhere Never. close to it. I thought they were really good. I always, I, I, I mean, they're good players. They're just not cool players i thought they were cool players <laughs> at the time and so i picked this and so he is uh you know i think but i just think that's so funny one just to preface the thing listen i'm not trying to slander them but they suck and i hate them and no children pick them to play video games <laughs> you think Carl Malone's cool now do i think what do you think Carl Malone is cool now no i do not okay and good anyone okay, that good. does i would uh recommend just take a quick <laughs> peek on his wikipedia page. yeah <laughs> give a little give yourself a five minute read and you'll you'll turn change your mind yeah all right good so, call no. i think people I, I think this version of the jazz would be more pickable in an NBA jam like game in the sense of like Donovan Mitchell is that kind of, they were the last exciting. Yeah. I think that's what started this conversation. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were, they, were the, was, they were the last two was, selected from the, from the, I thought it was Vucevic. I thought it was Vucevic and Gobert Gobert. I, I don't believe that's correct, but, uh, but, anyway, but the thing doesn't, is, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but for me, I'm Mitchell like, but if you were, were, like, we're last, the last two picks, if you're playing NBA Jam, like Donovan Mitchell is a pretty fun player to have with NBA Jam. Well, like John Stockton, as great of a point guard as he is, nobody gets jacked to play with John Stockton. It's like, cool, I'll shoot threes and steal the ball. Yep. Gosh, somebody just said in the in the chat, W Kim 14, Larry Johnson and Alonzo Morning combo was my favorite to play with. That was a good combo. Yeah. There's so many good combos. But I just think it's great. I think one, I think it's it's great that these guys make the all-star team a huge, you know, huge and like a big important thing for their career. And they get picked last. And it's like, well, you guys stink. You guys are the worst or the worst or the best. <laughs> I, I really like that, but we can take a break. And, uh, we'll, uh, we're going to talk about everything you want to talk about all your questions right after this break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man... Very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back from that quick break. Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at Alex Pupachi one. Who wants to know, would you rather be a Kings fan or a Rockets fan? Oh Lord! And this Kings fan. It's a vomiting emoji. <clears throat> yeah, definitely not Rockets because the Rockets they don't have a chance at, or I guess they do have a chance at these top four guys, but they could they could easily fall out. That would be just misery. And the Kings are they have Terry Halliburton, they have De'Aaron Fox. They've got some guys. I think they have more competent management there. They just need to fire Luke Walton and get a, a good coach in there. And once they do that, I think that they might be okay. So I I would rather be a Kings fan than a Rockets fan just because I don't trust their ownership at all. And I don't really trust the Kings ownership either, but I just... Yeah, but say it's like splitting hairs. Like, oh, it's I like the, just, I just slightly I just, better. Right. I just have historically liked the Kings better than the Rockets. Well, and I think anybody that was a basketball fan in the late 90s and early 2000s, like, just had... Like, even as a Laker fan, like you and I both were in those seasons, like, you at least had this incredible respect for those Kings teams uh, with Chris Webber and Vladi and... I hated them when they were playing, but they were, I mean, there was an era where the Kings were like, 
the Warriors kind of as far as the feel of the crowd and the oh, yeah. excitement. It was like just kind of a really, I mean, it was really, they're kind of like the Thunder. Um, Peja Stoyakovich and Turk Glue and I mean, Doug Christie and Bobby Jackson. I go through the whole roster. It was a lot of fun watching that they're team very, play. And so yeah. now the Rockets, could obviously you could say the same thing. So Rockets have an incredible history, but Tillman is just what sours it completely for me looking at that team this yeah. year or going forward. Without a doubt. Yeah. The Sacramento Queens. <laughs> right. Yes. So Shaq called him. <laughs> hey, Shaq wrestled this week. He did wrestle what? this week. He wrestled on AEW Dynamite. And guess what? He was pretty good. I think he died. He did, did not. Actually, he got packed into an ambulance. He had to be ambulanced out. <laughs> they got him on the stretcher, ambulanced him out because he got uh, went through. He went through two tables. That's I missed this, but could he actually fit in an ambulance? He did, but then there was at the end, like they went back to look to get to see if they could talk to him because he had come to in the ambulance, but they opened the ambulance door and he had disappeared. So I think that, I think there's more Shaq stuff to come. I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> he ascended directly to heaven. It's possible, but uh, but it was good. He was he was really good. I thought that's great. Hey, let's go to the stream real quick before we go to our next question. Uh, Shout out to David, to Paul Gray, to Josh Morrison, Hoopstock69, Tyler Field. Thanks for joining. White Black, thanks for joining. Let us know where you're at. Send us your location if you're uh, in the chat right now. Hope everybody's doing well. We have Mike McGee from Melbourne. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Going to give him a good day, mate. Sam the Man, 076 from New Zealand. It's 2.15 a.m., Oh my! Get some sleep. Brian Wilson from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Wow. Uh, hope everybody has just a great weekend. All right, Elman. Yeah. Thanks for joining us over there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Our next Twitter question comes from at Zach Deeg, who wants to know your spouse wants to take you to lunch. Their treat. You can go wherever you want. Where are you going to eat? So there's a lot of layers to this question. This number one, my wife and I share a bank account and yeah. <laughs> her treat is my treat and my treat is her treat. It's her treat this time though. Yeah. Let her, let her, yeah. let it's, her hand over the, let her hand the card over. Part of this is the thought that counts. And guess what? Do not, do not bring that argument to her when she's saying, I want to take you somewhere my treat. Because guess what? You're going to ruin a great lunch. That's true. You've just ruined your lunch, Jay. It's valid. <laughs> All right, so lunches. Lunches in Oklahoma City. Andrew, where are you going? Oh, is Mahogany open for lunch? Because that's where I would like to go. <laughs> is it? I think it... I, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm mahogany is, if you're unfamiliar with Oklahoma City, Mahogany is uh, one of the best steakhouses in the city. The Ranch is another one. Yeah, the Ranch is very good. I don't know if those places are open for lunch. If they're not, uh, they open at five. Mahogany opens at five. See, I didn't think they were. Uh, so in in that case, I think uh, <laughs> a good one is always like Charleston's is always a good one. That's always a it's good a great one. lunch spot. You can't choose anything wrong there. Uh, I mean, it, it, right. what? No, what like, is that? What is that? Here's the thing. What? This is for you. 
you can take you can take your your you know your your spouse to yeah. Charleston's and she's going to be like great. This is your chance to go somewhere that she's like oh no I don't want to go there. Like no that's terrible. But what this would that be you. though? This is her treat. Well, I don't even know what that would be. Something that she would not like that I would like. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't you you don't remember that I did. Um, <laughs> so. What spot? Where would you go, Elvin? Um, I would probably do. Um, let me see. Where would I go? Because I'm th- thinking. Do I want to? Oh, I know. Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a place that people traditionally like are going to be like, no, like no way. That's Don't where you want to go. Yeah, I love. I love. I know you do. Long I, John I'm, Silver's. I'm, I'm well aware. I love it. And if it's her treat, and it's it's I, I'm being treated. I'm wearing the hat. Where's one that's open? There's there's a Long John Silver's A and W on Penn. Oh yeah, in yeah. 122nd. Yeah, 122nd Penn. Um, how do they stay open? That's just my question. Like, how do gotta, those places stay open? You got to figure the A and W half is doing a little. Are they more. though? Are they though? Does anybody no. say like, no? Hey man, it's dinner here. time. I need some A and W I, I have, food. I have no idea how it works. But I'm just saying, long here's what I'll say about that. That restaurant underrated. is they have to be owned by some sort of large conglomerate of restaurants. Yeah. So all of these other ones just keep them afloat. It's like they're owned by like KFC and KFC does so well that they can just hemorrhage money with Long John Silver A&W. Yeah. Both of those places are gross. I'm just going to say has it. an like employee there ever said lunch was crazy. We were slammed. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> there we go. But that's where I'm going, just because it's you know it's that's it's my chance, you know. Because yeah. this is because if I'm eating Long John Silver's, I'm either well, I don't really. I it's, I'm going with my dad. That's the only person that 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 will say yes. Let's go there. Oh, uh, if it's a nice day out, if it's like 70 degrees, I'd probably go to a place like Mama Roja, sit out on the patio. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're the, the problem is I think we're like right at the beginning of March and so we're ready for warm weather. Yeah, but like if you're sitting out on a patio today, it'd be miserable. A little chilly. So, but I I, I went out on the patio last summer. night actually, and it was the it was nice until the wind was just. I mean, Oklahoma March, it's like the wind was just blowing so, so much. So it was nice. It got real chilly. Nice. It doesn't nice. sound like that was nice. But uh, Jay, where'd you go? You didn't answer. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of options. Uh, if I wanted lunch, I'll tell you what I like. And I, we're, we've said all of these are like Hal Smith restaurants. I love the garage. Their yeah. burgers are incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anywhere like Torchies, which is now a franchise, which is or not a like it's a large ownership group now, which is not quite as cool. But I love Torchies chips and queso. Um Obviously, anywhere in the plaza, Empire Slice, The Mule, The Press, those are all fantastic restaurants. And then Barrios, Revolucion. I I love food, and I love local food, and so all those places would be a good start. That's the difference is lunch. You know? Yeah. That's a – I think I have my answer is correct. Yeah. There's less pressure. There's less pressure on lunch than dinner. There's – yeah, that's true. I uh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is a fantastic lunch spot. Chick Fil A. You know, where I have every oh my every Friday lunch. I go to Chick Fil A, and Andrew has me downloaded the app. 
Uh, yeah, because I'm you've been just you wasting money. Favor. Like, get points, get free food. I know that he's doing me a favor. I know I'm going to like it, but I don't have to. But I don't Cafe have to. Seven, like it. yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to love it. Once, once, uh, so once a Chick fil A restaurant sends you a free gift, you're going to love me for it. I know. I know. I know. And sometimes but, just for free for nothing. I yeah. just chicken sandwich. Here, it's for you. Just to enjoy. We love you. I yeah. know. I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Even though I'm not being very thankful. Hey, <laughs> let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at T underscore Y underscore Gur Gatewood. Oh, Tiger Gatewood. I get it. <laughs> He wants to know using a scale based on frontier city slash whitewater bay rides compare the following thunder teams fun levels we do we want to go one at a time first is the russ mvp squad now since we have a bunch of international and non-oklahoma listeners yeah whitewater bay whitewater bay and frontier city are frontier cities and amusement park roller coasters they're both owned by six flags now if that's a familiar uh name but frontier city is a roller coaster amusement park whitewater bay is obviously like a outdoor water park you know slides and all those different things and so now it's called hurricane harbor Mm -hmm. apparently which is i'm not sure i'm okay with that yet but that's all right so i think it's important for us to rank like what are the best and worst rides there so maybe like the top two or three rides at each one of those places and then the bottom two the Acapulco Cliff Dive. Is that number is that number one? It's a good one. It is scary. It is scary, but it's fun. And after you after you go down the slide, this is why the rest season is the Acapulco Cliff Dive, because we were looking over the edge of the season thinking, I don't know if I want to do this. Uh-huh. The Kevin Durant stuff sucked. Like, I don't know if I want to continue. But we did continue. We went down the cliff dive. And it was a rush. It was a rush. We got up and we felt we felt like just a man. And we had a wedgie. And we had a wedgie. (laughs) The wedgie was uh, losing to the Rockets in round one. (laughs) It ends with a big old wedgie. But we mostly felt good. But it was fun. Mostly felt good. It was fun, but it's so scary. I was... I there was a time where I really liked those those type of slides yeah. as, as a child. Yeah. So because literally it feels like you could die. You <laughs> it <know>? is <laughs> yes. There's a time when you go down because they're so steep when your body lifts off that and you're not touching anything. And it's as close to the highway as it could possibly be. Yes. And so you just have these cars zooming uh-huh. by you and I don't know <laughs> how high you are in the air, but it's it makes the experience so much more horrifying. I agree. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Jay, do you have thoughts on the Acapulco Cliff Dive? I enjoyed it. I'm I'm with you on all of those things. It's a fun one. And that's right next to that big, the one that it's attached to is the Bermuda Triangle. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is just basically like five different huge tube slides, which is also enjoyable. It's probably a top two or three ride too. There's always one that's closed. True. I would imagine it's the funnest one. It's just, like, just like a huge gap in the slide where somebody goes flying <laughs> off onto the highway. It's where uh, it's where they had they had a situation where a Homer Simpson type situation where a guy got stuck had to crane him out. They never put it back in. All right, our number two to with our Frontier City Whitewater Bay ride scale is the 2017 Western Conference Final Team. 2016. 2016. Well, it says 17, but I think you mean 16. Yeah. 
So the team itself during the year was not my favorite team to watch as no. far as just the stress of underperforming. Yeah. But but that run in the playoffs, I mean, I don't know. What's the most enjoyable ride at the park? Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Yeah. Silver Bullet. Uh, I've never ridden the Silver Bullet. You have not ridden the Silver Bullet. I don't like roller coasters that go upside down. They scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we're finding out, I'm not very fun. <laughs> yeah, the Silver Bullet is definitely growing up the most fun roller coaster there. Oh, without question. Yeah. Also close, closest to the highway. Also close. Also to the highway. closest huh. to the highway. Yeah. What's up with that? Two different highways. My favorite thing is is like we're just avoiding the fact. Like if you did somehow make it onto the highway. The least of your worries is being hit by a car because you just went flying yeah. off of a roller coaster like 200 yards to the highway. So you're not going to you're not going to make it. The 2016 Thunder team would be like the it would be like the silver bullet if the if at the very end it just flew off <laughs> and then you got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty fair. That's exactly how it felt, actually. <laughs> All right, our next team for our Frontier City Whitewater Bay ride to scale, the Paul George Russ Mellow Season. So there's a ride at Frontier City that's uh, it, it basically is like swings, but you can adjust this like, I don't know what it is in the middle. It's almost like wing, but it's kind of through the middle and you can adjust it and it spins your cart like right and left. Yeah. And it just keeps swinging. My son and I have ridden it twice together and both times. The second time we forgot how bad it made us feel after the first time, but both times we had to go and like just sit for like 30 minutes because we both thought we were going to vomit after we were done with it. That's how that, where you like, you thought it would be fun. That looks like fun. And then, and then you actually experience you're like, I think I'm going to throw up I, those spinny rides. That's how that jazz series felt series felt. Oh yeah. Those spinny rides. My dad used to call them Lukey go pukies. <laughs> I loved them. There was one summer where I was all about Lukey go pukies. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say either that or the, uh, the river rapids at whitewater Bay when you just inevitably would scrape your back oh, yeah. on one of the rocks. <laughs> that was my favorite ride. That was, it was, it, it, in my mind, it was really relaxing. Yeah. But it, I don't think it was. No, there's nothing. It's not. Yeah. It's in it, whatever ride is in theory fun, but actually not fun. Is that, <laughs> is that team? All right. Our next and last is the, our current team. Uh, so what ride That's a hard one. what ride do we think is good I don't even know how to even phrase this because I think there's one of two ways you could go with this we talked about this earlier you can frame this team however you want and right because I was thinking like a Ferris wheel the Ferris wheel yeah the Ferris wheel <laughs> it's like it's not really good it's not really bad but you know you don't really want to be on it kind of thing yeah that's how I feel about it. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it's like a, it's, you know, like, I don't know. The Ferris wheel is just kind of there. Yeah. But it's shiny. And it's got it lights is shiny. on it. Huh. I don't know. This is, this is a good one. Cause it's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty hard. And I'm also trying to think of, 
I don't know. I, this is too hard. This is too hard for me. Yeah, and also we need hindsight. We need a little bit more hindsight. And here's because okay, yeah, we're it. in the middle of it. I have it. This is the bar at Whitewater Bay. <laughs> I've never been. There's a bar. They serve alcohol. Oh, I, I, I know. I know. I yes. can picture it now. Yes. Yeah. And so fun, but you shouldn't stay too long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Or this is just the kitty uh, area where it's just just urine, just cycling through all of the, all of through everything. That's what it is. Who's talk sixty nine just said in the chat? Uh, looks like Andrew's getting ready for the afternoon shift at McDonald's as the Hamburglar. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good call. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, check out our YouTube. Great, great opportunity to check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> So you can see me dressed as the Hamburglar. <laughs> I actually like this shirt. shirt. I like this shirt, you jerk. You're looking right. fit too, man. <laughs> All right. Our next Twitter question comes from at Logan Goodner 7 who wants to know who is the best looking Thunder this season? Who's looky digging? Whose look are we digging? I see. I mean, Shay. Shay is... Shay's got that yeah, it's, part of his DNA. Yes. It's is Shay. Yes. Are there, who, who are the other candidates? So it's got to be him. That may be it. And no, no. Al Horford. Al Horford. Yeah. I like that. Oh. Roby. I just can't like Roby looks 14. Number one. And I think we keep saying is he looks like a character you created on NBA he, 2K. Yeah, he's a creative player. Yeah, no question. Al Horford looks uh, different than I think. Basically, can't figure his haircut out, so that one's hard. Yeah, that's what's up with that. That is just not. That's just not okay. Kenrich? I don't know. Kenrich, Kenrich Williams, his his hair it's grown on me because when I first saw him play in the preseason, I literally said, I don't know who this guy is with the weird kind of mullety kind of thing, but yeah. I don't really want to see him play anymore. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah, you were so wrong. We were all wrong about Kenrich. But yeah, those are probably the candidates. And it's probably just Shea. Yeah. He's he yeah. dresses very, very well. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Creamer Nathan. Who says Miami fans are looking for a Jay Crowder esque player to replicate their twenty twenty playoff run. Would OKC benefit from a Muscala trade and what would the trade look like? I mean, they, I mean, they have Kelly Olenek already who is Mike Muscala. If Mike Muscala was super good, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely not a Jay Crowder like player. I mean, Ariza, although we haven't seen Ariza play basketball is closer to that, like that possibility. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what Miami wants to do. It wouldn't surprise me if Miami was just like, "Yes, we're not doing anything. We're gonna punt because we don't believe in what this team can do this season, and then just see what we can do in the off season." I think there will be a lot of teams that do that. I think the Celtics are a team that's doing that right now, and I would. I would actually honestly be surprised if they if the Celtics did a whole lot in the season, unless somebody surprising came on the market. Um, like they're like they're right now. Shamsharania reported that they're interested in Jeremy Grant. Like, okay, 
I am interested in Anthony Davis being on the Thunder. You know, I, I think that they both have equal chances of happening. Like, why would, why would Jeremy Grant and Jeremy Grant said the reason one of the reasons he chose the Pistons is because one he has a relationship with Troy Weaver, and he wanted to play for a black coach in a black city. I think that's that's great. I think I really actually appreciated him sharing that um, with James Edwards at the Athletic. That's great. And then he, he's going to be traded to Boston, like it, and then which just is like, almost the exact opposite. It is literally the exact opposite <laughs> in every way, and not that it, it would be a good situation for him. I think it would be a great situation for him basketball wise, but he also would have to take a step back and be in a similar role that he was in Denver, that he decided to leave. So, I one, I don't, I don't think that's happening. So. But for Boston to make a deal, I think it would have to be surprising. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what deals get done. I don't know what teams will be active. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's. I think it's just such a weird year with everything that I'm. I just don't really have a good feel for for where Mike could go. Maybe maybe the Bucks. I think the Bucks actually make some sense for him. Um. Yeah, he'd be great on the bus. Bucks. If the Bucks added Muscala and PJ Tucker. Like, I still don't know if I'd take him over the Nets, but that's two really nice role pieces. They're way more role interesting players. with those two. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm about to have to leave. But before I leave, I want the last Twitter question because I have a thought about it. It comes from at Grayson and Will Banks, who says, is it just me or is All-Star Weekend not sounding and all entertaining this year? And really, I'm not a huge All-Star fan guy. Yeah. Um, however... Um, the dunk contest. If they're not pumping in music or or crowd noises for that, oh, they will be. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad because it's yeah. gonna. It's just gonna be a dunk, and we'll, we'll we'll first five minutes of silence, and then while they're like getting their dunk ready or whatever, and then a dunk, no reaction. Yeah, I mean they're pumping crowd noise at the Thunder game. They have to pump in crowd noise for that. They need to. The thing oh, man. I think will be will be interesting is a three point contest with no crowd because it'll be like they're in practice. I think we're going to see a really good three point contest. Hopefully they don't pump in crowd noise for that. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, but there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of the players in the arena for that one. That'll be kind of fun. That's that's the one. Oh man, do you know who's in the dunk contest this year? No, not off the top of my head. Give me give me three guesses, please. I have I have no idea. I couldn't even begin to tell you. Okay, well, let me do this a different way. So let me ask you, I'm going to name the three guys that are in the dunk contest, and I want you to tell me whose team they play for. Oh, who he play for. Okay. Down to dunk edition, who he okay. play for. Who he play for. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin um, plays for the Knicks. Very good. Ding, ding, ding. Anthony Simon. Anthony Simon. I don't know who Anthony Simon plays for, but I'm going to guess um, the... Lakers. Wrong. Or the Suns. No. <laughs> Last one. So there's Who's three people in Blazers. the contest. Okay. Last one is Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston. That's a trick question. You made that guy up. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it feels like. And I had no idea. Who, don't, I had no idea who he played for. He plays for the Pacers. I found yeah. out because of Wednesday's podcast. Well, I'm out of here. It's the most underwhelming dunk contest ever. We'll just wait for it to underwhelm when they're dunk to just no crowd reaction. And then that's it. True. Uh, 
uh, by Luke. Hey, you know what? This is a good place to just end the pod all together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Be sure to listen to Alex and I on the Saturday Slam and Jam. We have episode two coming out tomorrow. So listen to that. Listen to all the other athletic pods. Nerdishy Road drops today with Dave DeFore. Uh, great pod. Hope you guys have a great, great weekend. And we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.